Hazard Audio. March Madness is gearing up and we go over the NFL offseason with its winners and losers and exclusively on the show, two-time pro bowler and former NFL offensive lineman Todd Stusey is right here. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago, Sports Appeal. This is going to be a home run. I just know it because I can see it in the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. Welcome to Sports Appeal. We're your hosts. I'm Steve Gross. And I'm Matt Axelrod. You can find us every single week right here at podbean.com. Just search for Hazard Audio on there. Or you can find us on the Rivet News Radio app, available on iTunes or the Google Play. You can also find us on thesportsmecca.com or wgtrlive.com. We'd love for you guys to tweet at us, find us at the Sports Appeal, or send us an email, sportsappealshow at gmail.com. All of our music is provided by Full Service, our new studio band, and all of their music is available on Spotify and iTunes. As always, we're produced by Johnny Five and powered by Hazard Audio. After our first break, we're going to talk with former NFL player Todd Stusey, two-time Pro Bowler with the Vikings. And after the second break, we're going to talk about the NFL offseason and do some sports madness. Right now, though, we're going to start with my favorite time of year, Matt. March Madness, I love this. This I cannot wait for the tournament to start. Do you really? I haven't heard you talking about this all week. Not at all. I had no idea you loved March Madness. Of course I do. The brackets just came out. They were just announced. The number one seeds are Kentucky, Duke, Villanova, and Wisconsin. Now, out of these four, Matt, I mean, obviously, Kentucky's the favorite here. Yeah, Kentucky has to be the prohibitive favorite. Their stats, when you look at it, everybody scores for this team. Their leading scorer scores 11.3 points per game. That means that everybody's contributing. It doesn't matter if someone has an off night because they've got six other guys ready to fill in those shoes. Yeah, it's crazy. They take five starters off the floor and sub in five different starters. I've never seen a team like this before in college basketball. They're so hard to match up with. They're big down low, which I think is the biggest problem for teams facing them. And they've just been steamrolling people. They beat Arkansas by 15 points in the SEC championship game. And then I think another team with a real good shot is the Wisconsin Badgers. I mean, you've got Frank Kaminsky, who is just a matchup nightmare for he teams. He is, yeah. You've got a center that's shooting 39% from three. That doesn't happen. Yeah, he's something else. He's fun to watch. You know, when he's got the ball down low... He's got some sweet moves in the post. You know, he's not real high-energy guy, so he can kind of lull you to sleep a little bit. But the kid gets it done. They might be in a little bit of trouble because the two-seed in their bracket is Arizona. Their backcourt of TJ McConnell and Stanley Johnson, their backcourt is really, really good. So I think they might give Wisconsin some fits. And it seems like every year there's always some Cinderella team that just comes out of nowhere and takes the tournament by storm. Every year. Who do you think it's going to be this year? That's the beauty of the tournament is these small schools coming out of nowhere and taking down the Giants. I've got my eye on a couple teams this year, and they're both in the same region. I really like Eastern Washington. The Eagles score 81 points a game. They have the nation's leading scorer, and they have a favorable matchup in the first round against a Georgetown team who I think is really overrated after watching them a couple times this year. The number one seed in their bracket is Duke, so they may have some problems with Duke, but I think they have a couple games early on where they can just outscore the other teams and really surprise some people. The other team in that bracket that I'm keeping my eye on is Stephen F. Austin, their 12 seed. For a lot of the same reasons, they average uh, 79 points a game. And as a 12 seed, there's always a 5-12 upset. You know, every year it seems like there's a 5-12 upset. So I think they could be a good chance to upset against Utah. And the other one I have my eye on is Wyoming as a 12 seed against Northern Iowa. I really think Wyoming has what it takes to knock off this Northern Iowa team. And it looks like we could even have a second round matchup of two of your sleeper teams. Eastern Washington and Stephen F. Austin might face each other if they win their first round games. They'd go up against each other. 
So that could be some really interesting basketball. If you guys have sleeper picks that you like, tweet them to us at the Sports Appeal. We'd love to hear what you think. Tell us why your team is going to go far into the tournament. Do whatever you want. Break down some of the regions if you want to. If you want to turn some of your sleepers into cash, go over to DraftKings.com. Daily Fantasy Sports, they gave out a bunch of money last year for March Madness. They're going to do it again this year. Get over there. Get signed up. Fantasy Sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. It's America's favorite place to play Daily Fantasy Sports. Daily Fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want. You pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every single time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players, which is great for March Madness because your team could be out tomorrow. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. We're going to throw it to Johnny Five for the Tweet Zone. Tweet Zone. Hit the tweets. Alrighty, let's do it right here, right now. The tweet zone at Air Shiss. When will the Knicks admit the triangle offense isn't the solution? They won't. Bill Jackson isn't going to abandon the triangle offense. He's made his entire career on it. He's never going to do that. As long as Phil Jackson is general manager, they will run the triangle offense. They will, yeah. I totally agree with that. They don't have the personnel to be running the triangle offense right now, obviously especially with Carmelo Anthony being out. And I heard rumors that they're going to re-sign Bargnani maybe. I don't know why in the world they would even consider doing that. But I think the other big issue is Derek Fisher, the coach. I mean, he ran the triangle offense. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. I'm just not convinced he knows how to coach it. No, I I agree with that. And it's weird, too, because I figured between him and Steve Kerr, Derek Fisher would have been the better head coach, and I was wrong. (laughs) You were very wrong. Let's go to the next one. Miles Apart Pod saying to us, what do you guys think about the Niners? How did they go from a contender to pretty much rebuild mode in just a matter of days? They absolutely did. They went from, you know, like Miles Apart said, a contender to just the laughing stock of the NFL within 72 hours. There was a mass exodus. A lot of their players left. Jim Harbaugh left. Some of the players are getting arrested now. It's just things are really bad in San Francisco right now. It all goes down to Jim Harbaugh and his inability or the front office's inability to get along with him because that's why he left. I mean, now they've got their offensive line coach as their new head coach. Yeah. Did you hear him mumbling and during that interview this week? No, I didn't. Yeah. Here's 49ers coach Jim Tom Sula mumbling to the press. Yeah. Well, Mark Trust. Yeah. 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 So they lost Frank Gore. They're about to lose Michael Crabtree. The only person they've signed so far is Tory Smith. Oh, and, and Reggie Bush. And a ton of their players have retired. I do like the Reggie Bush signing for them, although he can never seem to stay healthy. Yeah, that's going to be the big question with him. And how well is he going to fit in with the offense they were running before? Because Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde are both kind of smash mouth running backs. So I guess maybe for a change of pace, Reggie Bush will be good. And finally, from F3, the missile... Talk about Will Ferrell's publicity stunt in spring training. So if you didn't catch this, Will Ferrell played for a bunch of different teams all in one day for spring training, and all the proceeds are going to go to charity. And he played on the Cubs. He took a net bat for the Cubs and struck out in three straight pitches. <laughs> Classic Cubs. Uh, and then he uh, he was third base coach, held up some funny signs. Like, remember, these games don't count. Just kidding. Try hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was Will Ferrell, and he was Will Ferrell on the baseball field. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. And to call it a publicity stunt, I think, is a little bit harsh because he was doing it for charity. It wasn't just to build his own brand. I know some people weren't a real big fan of it. I know John Madden said he was kind of insulting professional athletes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's good for baseball, too, which has been kind of lagging in in public support over the last 
few decades really just getting people interested in the game again i thought it was good i thought it was pretty harmless and just good fun time yeah i thought it was a win-win both for will ferrell and for charity and for major league baseball and the cubs got good value for him they traded him for a churro dog i believe <laughs> they, they did yeah arizona gave him a churro dog for will ferrell i think they threw in another like big diamondbacks disgusting pile of heart attack too <laughs> pretty good value for him that, that's it for the tweet zone if you want to get on the tweet zone for next week tweet at us at the sports appeal but coming up next we have an exclusive interview with former NFL player Todd Stussy. Stick around. Hey, yo, Johnny Five here, producer of Sports Appeal. And if you're interested in partnering up with the show or sponsoring, you can always reach out to us, shoot us a tweet, you'll know that. Or you could reach out very directly, hazardradio.audio at gmail.com. Or you can call me, 516-770-7120. That's 516-770-7120. Let's get right back to the show. Back to Sports Appeal. We're really excited. We have a call-in guest this week. Joining us on the phone is two-time Pro Bowler, former NFL offensive lineman, Todd Stussy. Todd, thank you very much for joining us this week. We just wrapped up a pretty exciting week with free agency and trades, off-season moves. I'm sure free agency's changed a lot since you went through it, but what was the experience like for you? Um, you know, each one's a little unique, and it's definitely different as you get a little bit older. The, the number of possible uh, landing points gets fewer and fewer till probably my last my last uh, free agency trip was Rams were probably the last the last team I played for and they were the the sole opportunity so a lot of times at the end it's really who you know what coach you can uh, he trusts you to bring you in and help out whatever system he's implementing and that's what was my case Paul Boudreaux who I played with in Carolina who played for. Um, brought me in when he got signed by the Rams to be the offensive line coach. But early on, it's a lot more fun. You get wind and dine a little bit. I flew to the first time. I was after seven years in the league. I was still probably close to my prime and wind up going to Denver, to Cleveland and Cincinnati, and then eventually to Carolina. What do you think was the smartest move in free agency so far this year? Well, whenever there's a really smart move, there's usually a dumb move on the other side when it comes to a trade. Uh, <laughs> but uh, purely from, uh, I don't know, I, I think DeMarco Murray still has a lot of uh, uh, tread left on those tires. It's just whether or not he performs well in the system. And so he's probably my wild card for being the best upside, not from a financial standpoint, but purely by being able to help out the system. And from a probably a pure transaction, it probably is the Jimmy Graham trade with Seattle. I mean, Seattle, I can't see how they don't benefit from that. You mentioned DeMarco Murray. Do you really think that Bradford and Murray is an upgrade over Nick Foles and LaShawn McCoy? No, I, I mean, I've met Sam, and I think he's a great kid, but uh, you have to discount his talent by such a great margin because of the fact that he has the ability to stay on the field. For whatever reason, there's some guys that are built for the licking of the NFL, and that you see them get rolled up, and for whatever reason, Favre's a perfect example, where the guy gets hit plenty of times where you're like, how does he survive that? But he does. And if you look at Sam Bradford's last hit, when he got uh, tore his ACL again. He barely got brushed, and he was down again. So 
I don't know. I just think that, that there's too much volatility in, in what Bradford might bring in. So I, I definitely think the Rams benefited from that trade and financially getting out from underneath that cap, it was a huge win too. Who do you think is the toughest guy in the NFL right now? I think Aaron Rodgers has done a pretty good job of, from a grist standpoint, filling in for obviously the guy that really kind of set the standard in Brett Favre. Uh, his ability to fight through in the playoffs there, I mean, he was obviously on one leg and was still able to perform at a very high level. I mean, guy, there's some guys that you play with over the years that refuse to play unless they're 100%. And I think some of that is out of fear. They're worried that if they aren't 100%, they're somehow going to be judged. And there's some guys that have the ability to like, okay, I can't do this anymore. What can I do? And can I really lean on the things I can do and just kind of get by on those other things? And I think Aaron showed that, demonstrated that very well uh, this year in the playoffs. Well, the draft is over a month away still, but can you tell us about your draft night experience? I, I was the 19th pick, and they thought I was going to be somewhere late part of the first round or maybe the early part of the second. And I remember kind of sitting there, and you – you're waiting for the phone to ring because everyone told you that usually you'll get a call from the coach like saying, hey, we're going to draft you or, hey, uh, convince me that we should draft you or whatever. And I didn't, before the 19th pick, I didn't hear anything. I didn't get a phone call. And so I was almost like looking down the board thinking about what, what teams are coming next. And all of a sudden I hear the commissioner uh, tag up the stumble on Stussy and kind of caught me by surprise, actually. I was kind of like, what? Uh, and then the backstory of that is, I guess the 49ers are really trying to trade up uh, to get me, and uh, basically the Vikings were seeing what they could possibly get out of it, and they were trying to get a little bit more, and eventually didn't feel like the trade was worth it, and so they sent the card in and uh, drafted me. So Pretty crazy you found out that you were drafted while watching TV. You can't imagine that happening in today's day and age. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was definitely not what I expected, and you hear. I mean, I'm sure there's a hundred stories like that, but uh, you tend to uh, fall into line with whatever's the usual. You assume that's going to be you. Now your playing days are over. You're really beginning to into statistics. You went and got your master's degree, and you just launched a new app for statistics for the NFL. Tell us a little bit about that. There really was a wide open opportunity in football to take some of the analytics, some of the stuff that's been developed in numerous industries and turn it on to a sport that obviously has a great deal of followers. It's uh, extremely popular, and fans really trade the opportunity to, to know more, to understand what exactly is going on. And that's really the void that we're uh, trying to, to fill. And so our company's name is Potential Metrics. We uh, The football analytics and future other sports is under Potential Pro, our product line and our first product is scout site so that's scout like vision site and if people want to go online they can go to app app so that's s-c-o-u-t-s-i-g-h-t-a-p-p.com you can put in your email address and we'll let you know when the app goes live but it's going to be on a itunes store early part of april so people get a chance to mess around with it our whole idea was focused around giving the fan a better experience around the NFL draft. We feel like there's so much of it is a passive experience where fans are watching the draft and just waiting for things to get announced and waiting for them to put up some kind of graphics on the, on the TV. 
a lot of times we had feedback from fans that they were going on Google all the time and searching for a player, trying to find out more about him. Our whole idea was everything that you might possibly want to do on Google during the draft and even before and after to around the, the selection process, all that can be done through our app, basically. So if you wanted to find out how many touchdowns so-and-so scored uh, his junior year, that information is available at your fingertips. If you wanted to be able to rank players in the NCAA last year, you can do that. If you wanted to find out who's possibly going to be drafted from your college team for this year or previous years, and the one thing that we're really excited about is we built a similarity algorithm because people tend to, when they're trying to understand someone's value, they're or they're trying to, if you're trying to describe someone to a friend that's never met that before, friend before, you're going to maybe compare him to someone that he does know. And that's basically what we're doing. So we're taking all this information about combine stats and college stats, different dimensional data about the height and weight of the player. And basically that all gets rolled into an algorithm. And then we wind up spitting out when you wanted to know about a certain wide receiver from Alabama, we can show you what previous guys drafted in the last couple of years are closest to him and by how much. So it might be that there's a guy that's 90% match, another guy that's an 80% match, and another guy that's a 95% match. And so we really give you a very accurate depiction of what the possible production of this guy might be. So it sounds like a really cool app. I feel like the fans have been begging for something like this for a long time. So guys, go check out this app. It's not out yet, but it'll be out next month. Go to scoutsiteapp.com, put your email address in, and they'll send you an email when the app actually launches. Todd, we'd like to thank you a lot for joining us this week. We really appreciate the time. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Todd. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We're going to go to break right now, but then we'll bring it right back with the NFL offseason winners and losers and sports madness. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Welcome back to Sports Appeal. We had a great interview with Todd Stussy. We're going to talk about more NFL right now. We're going to go into the offseason. We had a crazy week with free agency and trades, Matt. The landscape of the NFL looks a lot different now than it did at this time last week. Who do you think was your biggest winner this week? You know, I'm going to say one that I don't think a lot of people might agree with, but I got to go with the New York Jets. Yeah, that's my boy. Yep, your Jets. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think they're they're going to the playoffs, but I hey, think woo. they got a lot better. They got Brandon Marshall, which... I think the Bears got robbed on that, so obviously that means I think the Jets did real well. They acquired Ryan Fitzpatrick via a conditional draft compensation, so paid very little for him. Right. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to blow the doors off, but he is probably an upgrade over Geno. Then they signed Darrell Revis for a ton of money, granted. But, I mean, Darrell Rivas is a generational kind of talent. He's just fantastic. Also signed Antonio Cromartie. Yep. And their secondary looks great. I think that it's just a good, solid offseason for them so far. Absolutely. No, you can't forget about bringing in Brandon Marshall. They got James Carpenter, the offensive lineman from Seattle. They've had a good offseason. I wasn't crazy about the Fitzpatrick thing, but I think they've made enough positive moves that, you know, it kind of mitigated the terribleness of it. My winner, I think, I'm undecided between the Bills and the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Miami, though, because they got Ndamukong Sue, they got Kenny Stills, they traded away Mike Wallace, and brought Stills in to replace him at minimal cost, and they got Jordan Cameron, the tight end from Cleveland, who's a playmaker. They are a lot better than they were last year. 
I think that their the AFC East is going to be tough this year. Yes, it will. I don't know if I would agree with you on the Dolphins, though. I, I think as fantastic of a player as he is, I think they overpaid for Sue. Of course they did. It's just going to make it too hard with the incredible amount of money. I mean, he's now the highest paid defensive player ever. And it's just going to make it too hard to build around that. I don't know. I think people are too critical of the overpaying thing. They got the guy that they wanted. That's the important part in my mind. As far as losers, I mentioned Jordan Cameron going to the Dolphins. The Browns are my losers. They lost Jordan Cameron. They signed Brian Hartline, which, you know, I guess they swapped with Miami for that one. But they also signed Josh McCown. They brought Thad Lewis back for some unknown reason. Josh Gordon isn't going to play this year. There's rumors about Manziel not playing this year. They've just been a total dumpster fire. Yeah, they absolutely have. My losers has got to be the New England Patriots. Granted, they did just win the Super Bowl, so there is an argument to be made. Why change a good thing? <laughs> yeah. But they have done really nothing to get better this offseason. Meanwhile, the other three teams in their division have done things to get better. That's very true, but they still are the Patriots. They're going to they're gonna do something. They have a ton of cash that they saved by not signing Revis, so we'll see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. They're going to do something impactful. They always do. I hate them for it, but they're going to pull something out of their butts, and it's going to be phenomenal, and, and it's going to piss me off. And they're going to draft well because they always draft well. Absolutely. I, now, I really thought, that we were talking about this too, I, I really thought they were going to go sign Percy Harvin and that he would suddenly be healthy and not a locker room problem anymore and have a million touchdowns for them so i'm glad that they didn't do that because i'm always happy when the patriots don't do something good yeah me too because percy harvin is the type of guy where if a team signs him you're like okay we'll see what happens with him but if the patriots sign percy harvin it just seems so much worse for the rest of the league it's just fucking terrifying for some reason and then one move that made me just go kind of what the fuck are they doing is the eagles trading nick Foles for sam bradford who most people i think would consider at this point nick Foles a better quarterback than sam bradford who's on a much cheaper deal and they gave up a lot to get him they gave up several draft picks to go and get sam bradford who's missed the last couple seasons almost in their entirety with multiple acl tears to the same need. The real stunning part of this is what you said that the Rams got draft picks for for Sam Bradford in addition to Nick Foles. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that that happened. Yeah, I remember when when the tweets were first coming out about this move going down, everyone thought that the guys tweeting about it, Schefter and whoever else, had mixed up the details. Everyone thought, oh no, it's got to be that the Eagles are getting draft picks. Nope, that's not what happened. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, if Bradford's healthy, he's got a lot of weapons there, so they could have a good year. But they could have the same year with Nick Foles. I don't, I, I don't right. understand the move at all. People say that Chip Kelly is so confident in his sports science guys that they're going to be able to keep him healthy. But it has to be mentioned that the last two years they've had their starting quarterback get injured both years, sports science aside. So between Sam Bradford, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and Kiko Alonso, the Eagles' IR is going to be stacked next year. We have a lot of good players on IR. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's do sports madness. All right, let's do it. Sports madness. Our first story in Sports Madness is Tim Duncan, for the first time in his long and illustrious Hall of Fame caliber career, didn't score a single field goal. Now, the Spurs still won. This was against my Bulls, so I can't be too happy about that little moral victory, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah, who's this Tim Duncan guy? I've never even heard of him. You know, I could go out there and score zero field goals, and I'll do it for half the price. (laughs) Our next Sports Madness story is about the Milwaukee Brewers. They banned high fives amongst the team. And do you know why they did this? I do know why they did this. They have a pink eye outbreak. Rampant pink eye. 
Ugh, that's gross. Nobody gets pink eye. Second graders get pink eye. <laughs> I mean, at least they're being proactive about it, though. Unlike last year when Sidney Crosby was a game-time decision with his face all swollen with mumps. Again, who gets mumps? Like, what's happening with these sports teams? There was a huge mumps outbreak in the NHL last there year. There was, yeah. It's crazy. Our last sports madness story. This has nothing to do with sports apart from the tenuous connection that I love drinking bourbon when I watch sports. There's going to be a bourbon shortage, and it's coming soon. So, good bourbon is aged, and it's usually aged for anywhere upwards of 10 years so that means 10 years ago they were having to figure out and predict how much bourbon that we'd be drinking now and they did not expect the explosion of popularity of bourbon so now there's not going to be enough bourbon and it's happening real soon apparently we just felt a duty to our listeners to let them know that this bourbon shortage is coming because it's a very tragic event it's a dark day in American history. So go stock up on bourbon. Or no, don't. Save save it all for me. We know Matt loves bourbon. What's your favorite drink to drink while you watch sports? Tweet at us, at The Sports Appeal. I'm a beer guy. I love beer. I think beer is probably going to be the winner here. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, it's probably going to be beer. Something about beer and sports is just excellent. It goes well together. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us on Sports Appeal. I'm Matt Axelrod. I'm Steve Gross. We're here every week on podbean.com. Just search for Hazard Audio. You can also find us on the Rivet News Radio app. Tweet at us, as always, at The Sports Appeal. Email us at sportsappealshow at gmail.com. Also on thesportsmecca.com on their radio page and wgtrlive.com. The music playing us out is going to be Tennessee Traveler by Full Service.
Hazard Audio.